Hello, everyone. I am Daniel Desmond, and welcome back to another episode of Des Caught It. I am here today with Caleb Goldstein. Hello. And we are finally back making another episode. It has been a while since we last did one. Uh, this is the first episode we have done since the Super Bowl. And this offseason was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. So there's a lot to unpack here. And to start us off, Caleb and I will be making playoff predictions for the AFC at the end and reviewing every AFC team's offseason's additions and losses and their outlooks for the next year. So let's start in the AFC West, which has just been an arms race, you can say, and is undoubtedly the best division in the NFL. And last year, the Chiefs, the Chiefs won this division. So let's look at their offseason first. Uh, the Chiefs added Justin Reed, who was a safety from the Texans. They signed Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and killed their draft by taking two solid defenders in Trent McDuffie and George Karloftis and a playmaker in Sky Moore. However, they did lose Tyree Kill, Tyron Matthew, and some solid role players like Byron Pringle, Byron Pringle Melvin Ingram, and Demarcus Robinson. So, Caleb, tell me what you think about the Chiefs this year. So I think the big thing for this team is just that in the years past, their passing game has been so explosive that they've never really gotten the chance to develop a good run game. And I feel like with the loss of Tyreek Hill, they're going to need some downhill running from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who hasn't really been able to produce that in the past. And also, I feel like last year, what teams were doing where they're really just double Tyreek, doubling Tyreek Hill and letting Travis Kelsey sort of do his thing. And I feel like now teams will be able to really key in on Kelsey and Juju and the other role players, other receivers on the team are going to have to really step up if they want to get back to their AFC championship form like they were in the last couple of years. Yeah, so Tyreek Hill obviously was an incredible, incredible player and a monumental loss, but I still think that this is a very good football team. Juju, like the upgrade from Big Ben to... Patrick Mahomes is incredible. And when Juju was on the field and healthy in that rookie season, Big Ben was actually a solid quarterback, probably threw for like 4.2K yards. And that's what Mahomes is going to do, if not more. So I think Juju could actually be a solid piece for the Chiefs this year. And then Sky Moore is kind of built like Tyree Kill. He's a short, really, really explosive guy. And looking at some of the training camp video, they have him lining up in the backfield. They have him doing all the things that Tyree Kill did. So I think if... Sky Moore is able to replicate like 70 to 75% of Tyree Kill and Juju and MVS will fill in the rest. I think that they're still going to be a very good football team. Yeah, and I think also the Chiefs are a playoff team. Like when they get into the playoffs, they're a whole yeah. entire different animal. Um, Andy Reid just brings out the playbook that people haven't seen in a while. But now, since Mahomes the past few years have gone through these slumps where the Chiefs lose and lose a couple straight games, and they also have a really hard schedule. They play the NFC West. They play the 49ers, Cardinals. They play the Rams also. And with this stacked division, I think if Mahomes goes through these struggles, it's going to be hard for them to pick the pace back up just because of how hard their schedule is. And also, they have guys like Juju, like Clyde Edgerhuller, who have been very injury-prone in the past. And I think a loss from one of those guys will be huge and just not. And yeah. this Chiefs team will not be able to bounce back. Their defense is also a major struggle. Like, it yeah. always it always feels like you can kind of move the ball against them. Like, they have, like, a couple of playmakers, and losing Tyron Matthew is a big deal, but they got, like, 85% of that back in Justin Reed. So it, it'll be interesting to see how this defense works. Um, But I still, I still think that this team is a playoff. Maybe—would you call them a Super Bowl contender? 
Um, I think just with the amount of powerhouses that are in the AFC, I don't see this team making the Super Bowl or even getting very close to the Super Bowl. Just because in years past, I haven't trusted Patrick Mahomes to its fullest. And we've shown, we've seen like a little bit of him falling off in the past year or so. Like against the Bengals, he struggled in the second half. Obviously, there were more factors to that. And then also just with his slumps, I feel like if this team doesn't get home field advantage throughout some of the playoff games, it's going to be very hard to go over and over into these road stadiums and win out until the Super Bowl. Yeah. And probably the team that rivals them the most is the Chargers, yeah. who have had an incredible offseason. Uh, they signed J.C. Jackson, the all-pro corner from the Pats. They traded for Khalil Mack, and then they signed Gerald Everett uh, to replace Jared Cook. And then they also drafted Zion Johnson in the first round, uh, who's a rookie offensive lineman. And for their losses, they only really lost Jared Cook. Yeah, That's really it. And I mean, Gerald Everett, Jared Cook was good. He was a good deep ball threat at some times. And also, he had a lot of receptions during the regular year. But I feel like Gerald Everett, that talent gap, it's not really huge. Yeah. So I feel like he can really step up into that role also. Mm-hmm. I think that this is just the bandwagon team for the season. Yeah. I think because the Chargers have no fans. Mm-hmm. They have literally no fans. So everyone's going to want to be a part of them because they moved to L.A. And now all of a sudden the Rams and the Chargers are probably like two of the heavily favorites to to make the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. But the story for them was basically their defense like sucked last year. They allowed the 12th most yards and had the 10th fewest turnovers. I think this defense will become twice as good. J.C. Jackson's going to have like 10 interceptions, which doubles their turnovers. And Justin Herbert's going to keep on developing. And their O-line got a boost during the offseason as well with Zion Johnson. So I think this team could easily make a run for the Super Bowl. The only thing is that it's the Chargers. And the Chargers have constantly flunked and failed. And they're just a weird team. So what do you think about them? I mean, I was just going to say that exactly. They have been a high heavy roster team in the past couple years and always have never been able to get get it done herbert has proved himself to the point where it's like okay we know he can win these games and we know he can be clutch but can he make the playoffs can he make a run like the quarterbacks that people are comparing him to like joe burrow and people even higher than that like aaron Rodgers and josh allen so i mean i feel like this is the year that herbert really has to prove himself he has so many weapons mike williams made a boost last year keenan allen He had a good year, and he's always just that reliable target. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, Austin Eckler is just an amazing playmaker, amazing running back that you would love to have on your team. And, I mean, at this point, the defense is so stacked. The defensive line is going to be so hard to block, and it's just going to be— I feel like this team can just be a complete powerhouse. Yeah, they really struggled against the run. They were, like, the worst team against the run. So, adding Khalil Mack, their linebackers are still a little bit shaky. Mm. They did also sign Sebastian Joseph Day, who is a defensive tackle who could clog up some room. But I I just feel like Herbert might win MVP. Like, I think if they're a one or two seed and Herbert throws for 5,000 yards and 45 touchdowns again— I think that he could easily win MVP. Yeah. So I, I, I love Justin Herbert. I always have. And I think that he makes another leap this year and starts winning these big games. Um, so, yeah, I think that they could easily yeah. be Super Bowl contenders. And he definitely has it in him to win MVP. Like, there are some guys who you can just say are going to win MVP, say are going to have a big blow-up year. But Justin Herbert, we've seen him before. We've seen these throws that he can make. Yeah, We've seen these drives he can put together. And, I mean, I, I just think 
this year is going to be his year to really break out and, mm-hmm. like, prove himself completely. Yeah. Uh, so now moving on to the Broncos, who, again, had a huge offseason. Um, they traded three first-round picks and Noah Fant uh, and a couple of other role pieces for Russell Wilson. Um, they also signed R- Randy Gregory and hired a new coach in Nathaniel Hackett, who was the Packers' offensive coordinator last year. Uh, they lost Bryce Callahan, who was kind of their best best corner besides from Patrick Sertan. And then they traded Noah Fant, lost Kyle Fuller, and then Tim Patrick is probably like the first main guy to really get injured yeah. this training camp. He tore his ACL, so that's a weapon for us being gone. But Caleb, tell me what you think about the Broncos. Well, I think the loss of the corner is definitely going to be hard just considering the people that they're putting up against in their division, like the Raiders and the Chargers both have multiple receivers and weapons that you can that you need multiple corners and multiple defensive backs to be on them. But other than that, I love this team so much. I think they have so much young talent with um, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, who had a very good, like, under-the-radar year when Jerry Judy was out, and I like both of them together. I think this is the exact type of offense that Russ needs to be, this this powerhouse offense with a good running back, good receivers, and an offensive line that can protect him. And I feel like Russell Wilson has fell off throughout these past years after the second half of the season, but I feel like if he can get it started, if he can gain some chemistry with this offense, then this Broncos team is 100% a Super Bowl contender in my eyes. I very strongly disagree with it um when we do our playoff predictions i'll get more into it but just based off of their off season um it's pretty straightforward every everything besides the quarterback for the broncos last year was solid and they didn't lose any like significant pieces and added a premier quarterback so i definitely think that they could make a run for the wild card but to call them a super bowl contender after now hiring a new head coach and then Russell Wilson, who's coming off an injury and just didn't look the same. I, I'll get into it more later, but, like, I don't see this team making a run for the Super Bowl, like, at all. I mean, this Broncos defense has always been fundamental. They've always been scary, and I feel like nothing's really changed in the defensive side of the ball except for losing Bryce Callahan. But I just think that this Broncos team has what it takes to make that run, and they sort of remind me of the Bengals team from last year in a way. They have multiple good young receivers who can easily make that step to elite. I think Jerry Judy has the potential, and we saw him in college making those steps and making and showing those signs to be an elite receiver. And they also have someone in a quarterback who's coming off an injury who also can prove himself later in his career, and I think Russell Wilson still has what it takes to do it. I I don't like Jerry Judy. Maybe it was just the quarterback play, but he also led the league in drops in the first two years of his career. I don't think that... Basically, the big thing with Jerry Judy was he was a very, very good route runner, and even even with a bad quarterback, players like Allen Robinson when they were with Mitchell Trubisky, they're creating enough separation to put up like solid numbers. So... I think that maybe the Broncos were scheming him wrong and Hackett will do a better job, like kind of the Devontae Adams role, where it's like two seconds, get rid of it quickly. So that makes me a little bit more confident for him. But I'll believe it when I see it. And I don't think that I don't think I'm not sold on Jerry Judy yet. I don't think that he's that great right now. I mean, I think it's also hard to scheme things when you have quarterbacks that are going in and out of the locker room like the Broncos have had in the past, what, three, four years. The Every single year Jerry Judy's been on the team, he's never had a stable QB1. 
And I think you can't really judge a good receiver until they have that moment where it's like, okay, I have a good quarterback. I'm the best receiver on this team, and it's now it's my turn to really step up. And I feel like this is his year, just like it is for many other players, to really step up in this offense. And I also think Cortland Sutton is a very good two-piece, and he stepped up as the wide receiver one and think that deep ball threat to him will be very important in this Broncos offense just because Russell Wilson is one of the best deep ball passers in the league, and he has strived with so many other players like that in the past, like Tyler Lockett, Doug Baldwin when he was on the team, Jermaine Curse. They've really been able to um, scheme the offense around Russell Wilson but also get the receivers involved in great ways. And I think that if this new coach for the Broncos can do that, then this offense will be very hard to stop. Yeah. So moving on to the Raiders, who, again, every single team in the AFC West had a crazy offseason. Um, the Raiders, they traded for Devontae Adams. They signed Chandler Jones. And then they hired Josh McDaniels, who was the Patriots offensive coordinator last year, and then signed a couple of role pieces like Keenan Cole and Rocky Austin, who was a slot corner for the Colts last year. Um, they did lose Richie Incognito. It's Yeah. Richie Incognito last year. Um, he was a guard for the uh, he was a guard for them last year. They lost to Sean Jackson, Zay Jones, and Casey Hayward. So tell me what you think about the Raiders, Caleb. So what I think about the Raiders is that it's really just gonna come down to how Derek Carr plays. And I feel like he's proven himself to a point in these past years where it's he's made the playoffs. He made the playoffs last year under the most like just terrible season that a team could mm-hmm. have just with coaching with players just with everything just stuff inside the team but i also just feel like this gives this team we talked about it a lot last year so much more grit and so much more heart and they really want to get a winning team around Derek carr and his maybe might be his last couple of years in the franchise he never really has succeeded fully as a quarterback in on this team and i think At the end of the year last year, especially in the Bengals game, I saw Josh Jacobs really turn it up. And I think if he can bring what he he had in that Bengals game to the regular season next year, and Devontae Adams can obviously get incorporated in the offense, he's the best receiver in the league. And um, also we saw a big jump from Hunter Renfro last year. I think this Raiders offense will be also amazing. And just looking at the offenses in this division, it really scares me. Like, it's ridiculous how yeah. every single one of these offenses have a guy that can, like, take over a game any single time. Mm-hmm. I think that the Raiders are probably the most slept-on team in the entire league. Like, they made the playoffs last year and probably had the best offseason out of any team in this division. Like, adding Devontae Adams, he's the best wide receiver in football, and Chandler Jones is a very, very solid pass rusher to go along with Max Crosby. Like, the Raiders have done, like, everything right here. Um, And the the only thing with them is that their offensive line sucks. Yeah. It's atrocious. They they really don't have anybody. Like, Alex Leatherwood was their rookie last year. He kind of sucked. Um... Rodney Hudson, their center, he's aging. So the thing that I see with this is Josh McDaniels, who was the Pats offensive coordinator, he has been doing these type of offenses for like the past decade with Tom Brady and Mac Jones, where it's get the ball out of their hand, out of Derek Carr's hands fast yeah. and give it to guys like Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski, Wes Wilker. Mm-hmm. Just getting the ball out to guys who can create space fast and who are dominant. And I think that 
Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro are top 10 route runners in the league, if not better. Yeah. And I think they're going to create a crazy amount of separation. And Darren Waller pretty much is a wide receiver. He doesn't block, and he's one of the most athletic tight ends in the league, and he's a super good pass catcher. So I think that this offense is just going to be Derek Carr uh, getting the snap and getting rid of it right away. So I think that the offensive line can be very, very easily avoided, yeah. uh, that problem, just by the way that Josh McDaniels is going to scheme this team. Um, I think that this team is a wild card team, and I think they could make a shot at the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I mean, I think people forget how good Darren Waller and how much of a just part of this offense he was because he got hurt last year. Like, the first game of the season, what was it, against the Ravens? The Ravens, Ravens yeah. He had, like it was like a joke catches. how many times they passed him the ball. There were receivers open. They would only pass Darren Waller, and he would he still had, like, 10 receptions in that game for at least 100 yards. And I think with being able to disguise him around all these other players that are also elite, I think he'll be able to have another good year. And I think it really just comes down to Derek Carr and if he can be an elite-type quarterback. Because there's quarterbacks in this league that you know can lead you to a Super Bowl and can maybe win you a Super Bowl. And Derek Carr has not proved to be one of these. And with teams that try to build around a quarterback that is not so good, I feel like it's better to have a stacked defense and a stacked offensive line, which is sort of like what the 49ers tried to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, winning in the trenches. Yeah, exactly, winning in the trenches with just, just that old school type of play where you would run the ball you would have an amazing defense and turn the ball over. But with Derek Carr, it's not really like that. The defense is iffy. The offensive line isn't great. So if McDaniels can work some sort of scheme where he can get the ball out quickly and really be able to make these weapons as good as they are, then I think this team can make a run. But it's all pretty much on Derek Carr because all these other weapons, we know that they're elite. Also, I think that a lot of people forget that the Raiders had a real shot to beat the Bengals True. in the wild card. Like, they were on, like, the 14-yard line yeah. with 30 seconds left, and it was, they just picked up a first down, and they were probably, what, like, down by, like, a touchdown yeah. something like that? They could have easily beat the Bengals there. And I think that the amount of playmakers that they got and pairing Chandler Jones with Max Crosby, that is a very, very good pass-rushing duo. So I think that the Raiders are going to be pretty good this year. Yeah. Okay, so now, uh, Caleb, tell me the possible playoff teams. We've kind of already talked about this, yeah. but the possible playoff teams from this division. So I've said this before. I think that the Broncos are winning this division. Honestly, I think it's between them and the Chargers for the division race. And then I can honestly, I can see every single other one of mm-hmm. these teams making 100%. playoffs. 100%. But if I were to put it in order of most likely to make the playoffs, I would probably say... I would put the Chargers as the number one likely team to make the playoffs yeah. just because of how much I've seen from them throughout the past years. I think at two, I would put the Broncos. And then, honestly, I'm more trustworthy in the Raiders making the playoffs than the Chiefs at this point just because I like this Chiefs team just the least out of I like all these other teams. Like I would, I would like I I also just hate Mahomes. Like I would like this Chiefs team over a majority of the teams in the rest of the AFC. Just compared to these other stacked teams in this division, I think there's a chance that all of these teams make the playoffs. I think, hundred percent. 
I think any it, it wouldn't shock me if it was like week nine and any of these team any of these teams could be in first place and it wouldn't surprise me. Like yeah. the Broncos could be there, wouldn't shock me. Chargers there wouldn't shock me. It's just like I think this division is just so crazy stacked. Yeah. The only thing, it's like you said, they're going up against the NFC West, which yeah. is the hardest division in the NFC. And they play each other six times. So they play the other three teams in their division twice. So for all four teams to make it is very, very unlikely. Um, But I wouldn't be shocked if any of them did. Yeah, and then also, speaking of the NFC West, last year the NFC West was a division that was literally pretty much the exact same as this division. Yeah. Where they had four stacked teams, and we had a— episode where we would talk about the nfc west and who we thought were going to win for like 20 minutes because it was so close of a race Mm -hmm. and but what happens when all these teams are so stacked is normally one of the teams falls off or gets hurt a lot like it was the seahawks last year exactly and i think the team that is more likely to have that happen to them is the chiefs just because of the injury prone players that they have in their offense i think it's the broncos or uh, also the broncos also the broncos i think this team also has a very high injury prone team and i just trust the chargers the most yeah so now let's move on to the afc south uh i would say this is the worst division in the yeah. nfl so we went from the best to worst tier um, last year it was won by the Titans. Yep. Um, so the Titans added Robert Woods this offseason, and they also drafted Traylon Burks. They lost A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, so they pretty much gained two wide receivers and lost two wide receivers. That was about it. Yeah. Um, so for me personally, I think that there's a lot of questions with this team. Derrick Henry is coming off a major foot injury, and he came back for that last game of the against the Bengals, and he wasn't effective at all. So the question is for there, will he be the same? Robert Woods is coming off a torn ACL. Will he be the same? And Traylon Burks might have to be the number one option on this team as a rookie in an offense whose quarterback sucks. So I think that the offensive production on this team, I don't think it's going to be that good because there's just so many ifs and what's with this team. And their defense was like pretty sneaky good. Last year, or uh, in the playoffs and before that, like against the Rams, they had like three picks off of yeah. Stafford. So I'm interested to see uh, what happens with this team, but it also seems like kind of a boring team to me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I hate that they did this. I was so in on the Titans last year. Their defense was so sneakily good. Like, I loved this defense so much, and I loved the just the gut that they had. And people have been saying this for years that the titans defense is awful and i love how the defense just continues to prove them wrong but now after seeing how Tannehill performed in that Bengals game he's not the guy that can win you anything like genuinely i do not trust ryan Tannehill to win me a game against the jaguars i don't trust him to win me a game against the texans in this division i hate like he has ruined derrick's henry's shine Derrick Henry should be a player that can get you towards the Super Bowl just because of how dominant and pure just domination he is. You can just run him right down the team's gut, and he will get you yards. And I think the quarterback play that has to be used with Derrick Henry is not—they're not asking for much. They're just asking to not turn the ball over and work the clock well. And Tannehill, in a drive— against the Bengals through a like one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen in the playoffs. Yeah. It was I mean 
Tannehill yeah. is atrocious. Yeah. Three interceptions against the Bengals and literally threw the game away. Like, they're making a two-minute drill. It's a tie ball game, and he throws a pick on yeah. their 45. Um, and then you look at this. How is Tannehill going to get any better? Yeah. Like, they lost A.J. Brown. Julio Jones, he was in and out. That doesn't count. But it, it's yeah. A.J. Brown. They lost A.J. Brown. And then they're signing a guy coming off a torn ACL, and then they drafted a rookie. Like, how is Tannehill going to get any better? Yeah. How is the offense going to get any better? So I think that – I don't think this team makes the playoffs. Um, the only thing they have going for them is Vrabel and then a sneaky defense, which can kind of go a long way when you're in the worst division in football. So I wouldn't yeah. count them out. I wouldn't count out any of these teams except for the Texans. Yeah. Um, but – I just hate Tannehill. Yeah, and honestly, I lost hope on Vrabel after the decisions that I saw him make, or maybe it was just the offensive coordinator make in the games against the Bengals last year. Like, there were a couple fourth-and-one plays I remember slightly. I I remember this. I mean, me and my dad were just talking about how just— the coach, honestly, whoever was calling those plays threw that game away. I re- I remember there was a four there was a fourth and one that I'm pretty sure the tight ends like went up early on the Bengals, yeah. and then there was a fourth and one, and they were trying to put it away, and then they just ran it with Derrick Henry, which is a good play. Uh, they just ran it out the gut with Henry, and he got absolutely stuffed. Or maybe it was it's vice these versa. runs where he lines up like seven feet behind the backfield. And it's just, he's going, like, I get what they're trying to do there, but if it's inches, then just line him up as a QB sneak or something where it's not, you give so much time for the defense to penetrate and get around the offensive line. And I just I just don't like how this offense is normally run, but Derrick Henry is there. And although he's coming off an injury, he played in the playoffs, and he is still Derrick Henry. And I think he has what it takes to lead this team to eight wins, at least eight wins. I don't know. Uh, We'll talk about this for just one moment, and then we'll move on. I don't like Derrick Henry this year. I think he came off of a 2,000-yard season. He was on pace to shatter that, like absolutely destroy what he did uh, two years ago. And then he got this huge foot injury. I don't think that they run him like they did two years ago or last year. I think that... He might it's he might get like a, a a good amount of yards because they're not using him as much, but I, I don't know. I feel like Derrick Henry just yeah. it won't be the same. Because he's also coming up on that year where running backs like after the age of twenty seven, they and start to hurt, like yeah. fall off and they start to get old and they start to get slow. Uh and Derrick Henry's I think he's like twenty seven, twenty eight, and he's around there, used a lot, coming off an injury. Everything says that he's not going to be, not going to be as effective. Sure. Like it's the same. It's kind of the same thing with Zeke a little bit. Yeah, Zeke. We saw it with Le'Veon Bell. We saw it with Todd Gurley. We saw it with mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson. I mean, there's been so many running backs like that. But Derrick Henry is different. Like he, look, just look at him. He's different. He's yeah, a different his body. He's just. I mean, he's just God. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that he will be able to do it. And if there's anyone that I can trust coming off this injury, if there's any player in the whole league that I want coming off an injury and to have my offense on, it's Derrick Henry. Hmm. Okay, so now let's move on to the Colts. Um, The Colts was one of the strangest things ever last year. They just had to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, whose fans showed up in clown costumes to protest against the organization, and they lost to that team. Pretty embarrassing. It wasn't even close. It was like a complete embarrassment. Um, So... 
they added Matt Ryan. Uh, they signed Stephon Gilmore and Yannick Ngakwe. They lost Carson Wentz. They got rid of him. Thank the Lord. They also signed Marlon. Uh, they lost. They lost Marlon Mack, T.Y. Hilton, and Eric Fisher. So, yeah. what do you think about this team, Caleb? I honestly don't know what I think about this team because Matt Ryan the past years has just been trapped in the Falcons organization with nobody around him and a terrible offensive line. And the last time we saw Matt Ryan really be good was in that Super Bowl run where he had Julio Jones and these other weapons. But I think that Matt Ryan can perform decently and better than Carson Wentz as just a pocket passer, especially because the Colts have an amazing offensive line and they have Jonathan Taylor, which I think can push them to, I I don't know if I like them as much as I like the Titans. These teams both suck, in my opinion, and will not win a playoff game. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know who I pick over, and I think it's just going to be about the head-to-head matchups and who doesn't mess up the most. Yeah. I I think Matt Ryan is probably a lot safer than Carson Wentz, and yeah. that's what they're looking for, like, stability. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be, once again, very, very good. Um, Stephon Gilmore is a huge add on defense, so I do think that this Colts team will be pretty solid. Yeah, but like you said, I don't see them winning a playoff game. Yeah. But I do, I do think that they win this division. I think it'll be close because with both these teams, like the Texans should be free wins for yeah. both of them. The Texans should be free wins. The Jags should be Col- one and one. The, at the least. Jags, the Jags own the Colts. Yeah, like that's true. They when the Jags play at home against the Colts. They've won like seven straight years. Yeah. Like it's actually kind of ridiculous. Um, but mean, just looking at the schedule, they play the NFC East, which I think is the worst possible, one of the worst possible divisions for this division to play, just because there's so many mediocre teams in the NFC East. Yeah, they're not. I wouldn't say. I mean, the Eagles and the Cowboys are ahead of the other two teams, mm-hmm. but these teams have the ability to beat the Colts and the Titans, which yeah. I hate for them. Because honestly, looking at the schedule, I I don't know if either of these teams will hit more than six or five or seven yeah. wins. It, like, it's it, tough. It's, just, I, it, it's, I, kind of, it's an awful division. It's going to be funny seeing what the record of this the final team in this division will be. Yeah. Um. So now moving on to the Jags, and we'll go to the Texans. We'll make mm-hmm. this quick. Uh, the Jags added Zay Jones, signed Christian Kirk to a huge, huge $18 million a year deal. Yeah. And this is funny. Christian Kirk makes $18 million, and then all of a sudden, every single wide receiver wants that money. Yeah. Tyree killed Devontae Adams. They Michael all go Gallup. out of the way. Michael Gallup. Not Gallup. Gallup's well, I mean, yeah, but they still they, want they it just all They just all want to go out and get $30, 20000000 million, yeah. which is ridiculous. Sure. Um, signed Evan Ingram, all-pro guard, and Brandon Sheriff. They drafted Trayvon Walker with the first pick, and then... Got rid of Doug Peterson. Uh, they hired Doug Peterson. Got rid of Urban Meyer. That disgrace. Um, and then they lost DJ Chark and Miles Jack. The big thing for me here is that this team is no longer being run by an idiot in yeah. Urban Meyer. Like Urban Meyer was kicking his kicker for missing field goals during training camp. He didn't know who Aaron Donald was. He didn't know who Debo Samuel was. Like it. It would be nice to actually see like Trevor Lawrence with a good offensive mind now being able to work with an efficient coach who actually treats people like human beings. <laughs> so yeah. I'm I'm not reading too much like into it like a playoff team, but do you think that 
the Jags could win like six games this year. I mean, I love what they did in the offseason. I think yeah. they they had a lot of money from previous years. Just nobody wants to go to Jacksonville. So I think they did what they could with the money, get those mediocre players that just want money. Mm-hmm. So you got Christian Kirk, you got Evan Ingram. I mean, I think, again, it's all about Trevor Lawrence. I think, he, I mean, he's the best player, in my opinion, in this quarterback draft class that was last year. Yeah. He's a generational talent. And last year was just so many ups and downs with this team. And mostly down, just because of Urban Meyer. And with Travis Etienne coming back, James Robinson, I don't know when he is marked to return, but with volume, he's been a decent running back option. Yeah. And just with a new coach, I like what I like. I w- I'm hoping to like what I see this team's gonna do. Yeah, and I think they I could think be promising. They in could a couple of definitely years. be promising in a couple of years. And with this division, I feel like. It's up for grabs, and I don't want to count the Jaguars completely out of this division yet because I feel like they can take home some wins against the Colts, against maybe the Giants, against the Titans, yeah. and maybe some games. So. It's, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't read like too much into it. I still yeah. think that their defense is like beyond awful still, so I think they are a couple of years out. Yeah. Um. So moving on to the Texans, this is really pretty simple yeah uh they added marlon mack they drafted Derek stingley jr third overall and then they mm-hmm. hired lovey smith who was their defensive coordinator last year yeah they lost to sean watson they lost tyrod taylor justin reed and david johnson this team sucks yeah brandon cooks is always just a little happy part about this team like you can maybe get him in fantasy in like the ninth or eighth round or something brandon cooks is always just like he's always there he's always performing but other than that it's just it's just nothing that I'm excited about. Yeah, there's nothing. Uh, yeah. No reason to talk about this team. Yeah. They'll win, like, two games, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so now the possible playoff teams, we've mm-hmm. talked about this again. It's really just the Colts and Titans who have yeah. a shot at winning the division. Yeah. With then the Jags, maybe if, like, Trevor Lawrence all of a sudden makes this huge yeah. leap. But... It's pretty much just the Colts and Titans. Yeah. And all these teams are out of the wild card. Yeah. None of these teams are making a wild card run. I think whoever wins this division will have a worse record than any of the wild card teams. 100%. And I think, I mean, like just it's imagine, just up for grabs. Just imagine if like the Raiders <laughs> or Broncos were just in this division. Yeah. Like they would easily be. They would be like a 14-win team. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Um. So now let's move on to the AFC North. And I think. The AFC is, like, so weird to me. Like, the best division in football, the worst division in football. And then this is probably, like, the most interesting yeah, and weird, weird division. Yeah. Could be the best. Um, yeah. But the Bengals won the division and lost in the Super Bowl last year. Um, so in their offseason, they added Lyle Collins, Alex Kappa, and Ted Karras, who are all offensive linemen. They lost C.J. Uzama, Larry Ogunjobi, uh, and who was a solid defensive tackle. But... They really just beefed off, beefed up their O line, and that was yeah. their main focal point. Nine exactly. sacks against the Titans. Joe Burrow was the most sacked player in the playoffs, like of all time. Yeah. So these additions, I think, are going to be pretty big. But tell me what you think about them. I think that the offensive talent on this team is undeniably unbelievable. Like they have amazing receivers. Joe Mixon is one of my favorite running backs in the league. I love mm-hmm. him for fantasy purposes. I love him just for being on a team purposes. This offensive line's got him buffed. I love Jesse Bates, even though he might be um, 
He's holding out. He's right holding now. out. He's he holding wants out. a contract extension. Yeah. He doesn't want to play on the franchise tag. Yeah. So he's holding out right now. But I, I'm not sure if a deal will be done. It seems a we'll little see. bit uncertain. There. I hope that a deal does get done because he's a top three safety in the league when he's playing. And I just I like this Bengals team a lot. I think Joe Burrow under a good offensive line can be a top three quarterback in this league. Definitely yeah. a top five. And he really proved himself last year with that sort of just unicorn run in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But now they're a favorite. They aren't trying to prove themselves. They're just trying to get it done now. Yeah. And I, I feel like they can get it done this year. Yeah. So um, <coughs> Joe Burrow has talked about this in press conferences already. Um, he expects teams to give them kind of the Chiefs treatment from last year where they are two high safeties the whole game. They're not going to let Tyree kill which is Jamar Chase yeah. in this scenario. Uh, they're not going to let Jamar Chase beat uh, beat them over the top. And they've done a great job to combat this. Uh, they massively upgraded their O-line, and they have Joe Mixon, yeah. who is a premier running back. So I think the offense stays incredible. I think Joe Burrow stays healthy because there won't be that much pressure off of him. Um, and it's, again, it's a little bit uncertain with Jesse Bates, so that might that's, like, the only thing for me, like, fully pushing them as the AFC North yeah. champion. But I do think that this is a very, very solid football team. Yeah, and I mean, also, Joe, if I'm Joe Burrow, okay, please do the two safeties. Fine, we'll attack you in any other way. We'll do the low screens to Jamar Chase, which gets 70 yards true. once in a while. We'll hit T. Higgins over the middle. We'll run the ball to Joe Mixon. This offense has so little holes, and it's so hard to find one. Yeah. I just lo I love this team so much. I think they got a little bit lucky with their run last year. It was a little bit of luck, I feel like, beating the Chiefs when everything just sort of went downhill and collapsed for them in the second half. It's not going to be easy for them running through this AFC West. or what? Yeah, that, what AFC North. AFC North. Yeah, it's not going to be easy for them, but they can definitely do it. Yeah. I, I like the Bengals. They're just a fun team to kind of bandwagon. Yeah. Uh, so now the Steelers, um, they... Added Mitch Trubisky, Miles Jack, Larry, Larry Ogunjobi, and then took some shots at O-linemen like James Daniels and Mason Cole, and then drafted Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. They lost Big Ben. They lost Juju Smith-Schuster, Joe Hayden, James Washington, and Eric Ebron. Um, Steelers, again, this team is just so weird. Like, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season yeah. in his entire career, so you can't, like, can't count him out. But they avoided their biggest two problems this offseason. Yeah. They didn't sign any solid pieces on their O-line. They just took shots at them. And then they drafted a raw quarterback who's really, he's not, I don't think he's going to play a single snap this year. Yeah. I think that he is the third string quarterback behind Mason Rudolph and Mitchell Trubisky. Um, and Mitchell Trubisky isn't good. He's one of the True. biggest laughing stocks and jokes of like the entire NFL. Um. They just avoided their QB and O-linemen, so it's hard for me to really count them in, but anything has to be bit better than Big Ben, yeah. right? Like, that's I just... feel like when you hear Mitchell Trubisky, you just laugh. Yeah. The past couple years, the stats that he's put up are laughable, but I think it's underrated how he was under Josh Allen this last year and has sort of maybe hopefully blossomed under Josh Allen. And he'll have to prove himself in a starting role. But the offensive weapons that this team has with Fryermuth, with Deontay Johnson, with Najee Harris, who's coming off 
one of the best rookie running back seasons that yeah. we've seen in so long. I think this team can still do well and maybe make a run at the wild card because also their defense is stacked. They, TJ they Watt have is so incredible. much talent. Yeah. They have so much talent, but I feel like they're just lacking at the most important position in all of sports, True. which is the quarterback. True. Um, like they have so much talent, like everywhere. Like, yeah. Najee in the backfield, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens, who's really, really solid. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Hayward, TJ Watt, who set the NF- who tied the NFL sack record yeah. last year. So, Minka Fitzpatrick Minka, as well. Exactly. They just have so much, so much talent with, like, one of the best coaches in, like, the past decade. Yeah. Um, so, I think I, you can't count them out, but you want to count them out. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's really swap- what it is one of the talents that you have in a different position for an equal talent at the quarterback position, you get a top five, top three, maybe top five team in the league. Yeah. But I don't trust any single one of these quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett has always had a problem with fumbling in his career, and especially under a sh- terrible offensive line. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be hard for him to keep the ball, and especially against these teams like the Bengals, against the Ravens, who have offenses that can make you pay for stuff like that. I don't see them... I definitely don't see them winning the division, but I think they can get some wins against some other teams that maybe give them a chance at the wild card. Mm-hmm. So now moving on to the Ravens, uh, they signed Marcus Williams, who is a safety from the Saints. They signed Kyle Fuller and then crushed their draft with Tyler Lindenbaum yeah. and Kyle Hamilton. But the big thing with them is that they're getting a ton of guys back from injury. J.K. Dobbins, Marcus Peters, Ronnie Stanley, Marlon Humphrey and guys who are just going on and off the IR like Lamar Bateman and Calais Campbell. Yeah. They they're healthy right now and I think that they could be solid, but I have a very bold take with them, so mm-hmm. I'll let you go first and talk about well, it. Well, they got healthy. Yeah. And you could just say like some teams just get healthy, but the Ravens got super healthy. Like last year, the reason why they weren't good was all because of injuries. Yeah. Literally all because of injuries. Their defense was awful because they were playing third stringers the whole game. And with all these people coming back from injury, I love this defense. And I think Lamar can prove himself and like completely slap the haters because I think that with Bateman and Andrews and this run game, it's enough for the offense to be viable so that the defense can just completely shut everyone down. The So my, <coughs> bold, my bold take for the Ravens, um is that they set Lamar up for failure and it's mm. because they don't want to pay him 50 million dollars. Yeah. Kyler Murray just signed a contract for 46 million dollars. Lamar's going to want more than that. Yeah. Lamar currently makes the most money on the team with 23 million. They the Ravens do not like going out and getting these high expensive high payroll type of guys. So I think that the Ravens don't want to pay Lamar and he's a free agent after this year. So what team that is getting all these guys back from injury can easily be a Super Bowl contender doesn't go out there and address their biggest need, which is building around their franchise quarterback. Yeah. They didn't get any new wide receivers. They lost wide receivers. They lost Marquise Brown and Sammy Watkins. Yeah. They just have Rashad Bateman. They just have Mark Andrews. And then you're just relying on Lamar. So I think that the Ravens are just setting Lamar up for failure. I'm not sure if he's going to do it. I'm not a huge Lamar fan. I don't think that he has proven yet that he can successfully pass the ball. Um, I I don't know. I feel like they're just planning to shop Lamar. 
I disagree with this because I feel like why do you care? Why do the Ravens care how much money Lamar gets from other teams? <clears throat> like if you're planning on getting rid of him already, why not try to make him good his last year with your team? If Either way, no matter how he performs, you already don't want to pay him that much. Like, if he takes you to the playoffs, it's not like you are forced to pay him. It's not like you have to sign him again. But I feel like this defense has enough where they can sort of be like a 49ers team in the past where they can make a run. I think I trust this team and I trust Lamar more than I trust, obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo to be able to make a run, be able to run the triple option. And I think if the coaches build around him well enough, then... I feel like they can easily make the playoffs. I think the reason why I don't think that they want to sign him is because so in 2019, Lamar Jackson wins the MVP. Yeah. They lose in the first round. They were the one seed. Yeah. In 2020, he puts up slightly less better numbers, but then they beat the Titans in the wild card. Mm-hmm. This this is now him going to his fourth year. Yeah. That is when... Uh, teams sign their quarterbacks again. That's mm-hmm. when they get their second contract. They didn't want to pay him. They did not want to pay True. Lamar because, one, they think he is at risk of injury because he runs so much, and mm-hmm. he has a small frame. Yeah. And, two, he has yet to show that he can be a dominant, dominant passer. Like, look at the Browns, like, last year. He threw three interceptions against them, and they won 13-10. to 10. But, again, he hasn't proven that he can be an elite-level passer. So I think that the Ravens really, really don't want to pay them $50 million. Does They don't want to pay him $50 million because the I don't think they know when their window is. Yeah. Because you always want to make these runs like the Bengals did. What, you either want to be a super team like the Rams or do what the Bengals did where everybody's on a rookie contract and then yeah. you can go out and get these high payroll guys and build around them. So I think that they they want to go through the route of like a new quarterback again. I really, I don't know. So that's why it's kind of like a bold take because it's it's idiotic. It's Lamar yeah. Jackson. He's a great quarterback. But I I don't think they want to pay him $50 million. Just give him a receiver. I hate it. Like they, there's so many quarterbacks that were in running to like get signed i mean yeah. so many receivers i mean <coughs> alan robinson got signed to the rams for 12 million dollars you're telling me you can't give him yeah. 15 to get him like are you kidding me mm-hmm. lamar jackson can pass the ball sort of he hasn't proved it because marquise brown dropped yeah. six balls against the lions in the end zone <laughs> like he has never had a receiver good enough to make plays and i think alan robinson or a guy like that could have made him great but now i i get what you're saying honestly because this offense is going to be nothing yeah nothing besides lamar and running exactly. the ball um so now the browns here the browns again super super interesting team they traded for deshaun watson and gave him 240 million dollars guaranteed which is one of the craziest contracts of all time mm-hmm. and then they also Fleece the Cowboys, my Cowboys, of Amari Cooper. Um, And then they lost Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, and Austin Hooper. And so the big thing here is Deshaun Watson. He is suspended for six games. However, the NFL is appealing the ruling. They want it to be an indefinite so they can make it like a year or something. But if it stands, here are the first six games for the Browns. So these are the six games that Deshaun Watson is suspended. At Carolina... Home against the Jets, home against the Steelers, at Atlanta, home against the Chargers, home against the Pats. Those are three team, three teams that they can easily beat there with Carolina, Jets, 
and Atlanta. Yeah, and two teams that they honestly, I could see them beating. Yeah, with the Pats and Steelers. Yeah. So, I if they are able to go three and three there, I think that they can make the wild card. I mean, if they can go two and four there, honestly, they, yeah, because Deshaun Watson is so good. It it it's what's it, again, it's so tricky. He hasn't played football in a year, and it, it's hard to know. Like when Le'Veon Bell did this, granted it was under different circumstances. When Le'Veon Bell didn't play a year of football, he fell off the face of the earth. True. So. It's really hard to know what Deshaun Watson is going to do, how good this team is going to be. And it could just be the NFL wins the appeal. He is out for a year. And who knows what happens after that. True. But also, the Browns have the team to have a bad quarterback. I, have, I don't think Jacoby Brissett can win true. six games. He definitely cannot. <clears throat> but also, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt can lead them if they could if Josh Rosen maybe can be decent, if if a quarterback on their roster can maybe do something for them, I can see Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb winning them a, like at least six games. Yeah. So now the possible <coughs> the possible playoff teams from here, um, I think the Bengals win the division. Yeah. I think you think that too. Yeah. Um, and then I see any of these teams kind of making the wild card possibly. Yeah, I mean... It, it's I, so hard. In years past, I would say, okay, I could think the Ravens could win. I could think these other teams can win. But now, just with how stacked the other division is, I think maybe. Six game suspension. I think that they could also uh, yeah. easily make it. Um. So now moving on to the AFC East. Last year the Bills won it, and their off season was pretty simple. Uh, they added Von Miller, Jamison Crowder, OJ Howard, and drafted a solid uh running back in James Cook, who is Dalvin Cook's brother. Mm -hmm. They lost Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, and Jerry Hughes. Uh. So Caleb, what do you think about them? This team, I think, honestly, is the clear best team in the league. Um, next to the Rams, the, I think the Rams and the Bills should be the two Super Bowl contenders in each yeah. division. And the add of Von Miller is just huge. Like this so defense was, was so, so good. good last year. Von Miller was so good last year. Yeah, he made so many big plays in the playoffs against the Bucks, against other teams also. And I mean. I think Jamison Crowder is sort of the replacement of Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders combined in a way. He sort of fills both of those roles. He's a deep ball yeah. threat and also can run those little slant routes. He's obviously not very good. He's okay, and I think he's a good player to be beside, behind Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen will just keep improving like he has in the past years. He'll be a top three quarterback in the league. And I, I mean, I just love this team. Yeah. I, for. They have Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis, which yeah. is a great one-two punch there. Josh Allen with his legs is so dominant. Um, like you said, I think this is the best team in football as yeah. well. Um, there's really nothing much else to say. Yeah. I think they easily win this division. Yeah. Um, so now the Patriots. Patriots offseason was pretty atrocious. Um, they traded for Devontae Parker and traded for Nikhil Harry. Make of that what you want. 
They signed Jabril Peppers. And the funny thing about the Patriots is that they are actually sharing an offensive coordinator this year. <laughs> Matt Patricia, who was like their old defensive yeah, coordinator, right. and now he failed as the head coach of the Lions. Oh, wow. Now he's back. And then Joe Judge, who is their special teams guy and wide receivers coach, who failed as the Giants head yeah. coach. Oh, right. And now they are both they're sharing the offense. So weird. Yeah. But quickly, tell me what you think about them. Without McDaniels, I think this offense is going to struggle, and they don't really have any real offensive talent except for Mac Jones, and Damian Harris is pretty good. The addition of Devontae Parker might help the receivers a little bit, but I just don't see any players that can make a big leap big enough to make this team Honestly, in the playoffs. Yeah, they also lost J.C. Jackson, who was probably their best player last year. Yeah. Dante Hightower and Shaq Mason were both very solid for them. Um, I hate this offense. Yeah, Losing Josh McDaniels, like, again, Josh McDaniels is, like, super good about just making stuff happen with what he's got. Yeah. Um, and the defense is super weak at corner now. Yeah. they super weak. But it's Bill, Chel- it's Bill Belichick. True. So I don't think that they'll be awful, but I don't think that they'll be good. Yeah. I think they'll be fine. They lost J.C. Jackson. They lost Dante Howard. They lost the Bills by like 70 points in the playoffs yeah. last year. So, I mean, bouncing back after that is going to be so hard. And mm-hmm. just I just don't even know. So now the Jets. Yeah. Uh, Jets had a pretty good offseason. They signed C.J. Uzama, Quan Alexander, and then probably were the winners of the draft here. Yeah. Uh, they got Garrett Wilson, Ahmad, Sauce Gardner, and then Jermaine Johnson. Um, they lost Shaq Lawson and Jamison Crowder. And it's year two of Zach Wilson. Their defense got better with Jermaine Johnson and Quan Alexander and Sauce Gardner. But... I still think they're a couple years out. Yeah. Zach Wilson has yet to prove it. Um, he's got that dog in him, but I still like their young. I like their young talent here. I I think they are obviously a couple years out, but Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore are going to be a good duo. Yes, and it's all about Zach Wilson. He had, he didn't really have weapons until Elijah Moore sort of evolved as the receiver one, I guess, for this team last year, and. With both of these players and CJ Uzama, who was a decent tight end for a Super Bowl contender last year, I think that this team can win six games. They can yeah. win five games. I also left this part out. They also drafted Brees Hall, who is yeah. the best running back in this draft class. Exactly. Super, super explosive. I think he does a I think he does a good job. Um, yeah, I think yeah. I see them around the six. I think they can maybe push seven wins. Um so now the Dolphins, they've had a, a crazy offseason. They traded for Tyree Kill. They signed Teron Armstead. They signed Chase Edmonds. They signed Raheem Mostert. They signed Cedric Wilson. They signed Connor Williams. They signed Melvin Ingram. And they hired Mike McDaniel as the 49ers, uh, at, who was the 49ers offensive coordinator last year. He's now their head coach. And then they only lost Will Fuller and Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Like, I, they gained eight guys, lost two. Those eight guys are all very solid. Yeah. And... I hate every Chiefs player. Everyone that used to be on the Chiefs, I just dislike the Chiefs as an organization, as a team in general. And I think Tyree Kill on the Chiefs, that was his perfect role with an elite deep ball passer in Mahomes. Probably the best, one of the best deep ball passers in the league. But going from him to Tua, who I don't even know if he can throw the ball 60 yards, he has never proved himself. He is constantly injured, injured, off injured, injured. But 
I like this team just because of the amount of power they have in this offense. Waddle in space, and they have a very athletic tight end in Mike Gusecki. Yeah. So I think that this team can be so, so good. They also improved their offensive line with Teron Armstead, who is an incredible offensive tackle. They have, like, three gr- pretty, pretty really good, I wouldn't say I'm really good, but pretty solid running backs in Chase Edmonds, Raheem Moster, and Miles Gaskin, and they also signed Sony Michelle. So they're just going to be rotating backs throughout the entire year. Yeah. And... Cedric Wilson was so, so good for my Cowboys last year. Like, he was so good. I think that they have the firepower to compete with pretty much any team. Um, So I I see them as a wild card team. I think the Bills are just on that different level because of who they have taking the snaps. Yeah, me too. Um, So now we're going to quickly run through our playoff predictions, just go our four division winners and then our three wild card teams. And then we're gonna pick an AFC championship. Uh the the team that makes out from the AFC that goes to the Super Bowl. So Caleb, who do you have winning the East? Um the Bills. Yep. Uh the North. Bengals. The South. Titans. And then who are your wild card teams? Chargers, Dolphins, and Raiders. Um, so yeah, mine are pretty similar. I have the Bills winning the East, the Bengals in the North. The South, I have the Colts. I just kind of trust them a little bit more. I think yeah. they have a, a, a little bit more of a better team. Um, and then in the West, I have the Chargers. And then this is, that's where we disagree the most. Yeah. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, my wild card teams, I have the Chiefs, Raiders, and Browns. That is, if Deshaun Watson is suspended the, the whole year, or maybe like 10, 12 games, I then see the Dolphins filling that gap, yeah. so I have the same wild card teams. But if you play, if he's just suspended for those six games, I think the Browns make it. Yeah. And then, what is your a? Who is your AFC champion? The Bills. I think that. I think that they like. I don't. I don't really know what else they can do to make themselves a lot better. And I think if the 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 fact that the Chiefs aren't in this wild card and the Chiefs aren't really that dominant of a team i just don't see anyone getting in the way of the bills yeah i also have the bills um i just want to go back to the west real quick okay so just walk me through your thinking with the denver broncos so like where where do you think they end up second round make the afc championship losing the wild card walk me through that so i don't see the broncos as an extremely good playoff team but I like the weapons that they have that can just, I think, can get them through regular season games and can just fundamentally work them through the regular season, which honestly is not, it's not 100% about talent sometimes. Sometimes it's just about if you can pull out wins, if you can like make the adjustments at halftime and make and just pull out the wins that you need. And I don't see the Chargers or the Chiefs in the past being able to do this as well as I trust Russell Wilson to make the decisions. And 
I honestly, I, I like, I just really like the young talent that this team has, and I like to hope that they will be able to pull out a division win. I bring this up because you have them winning the division, yeah. and I personally don't really like the Broncos. I think Russ is playing with the worst offense he's had in his entire career, and he's also with a brand new coach, and he's coming off of an injury where he didn't look the same like the past four weeks of his injury. Yeah. Um, I I don't see this team making it that far because the thing is with Russ is that when he really made these deep playoff runs, it was because of the Legion of Boom. Yeah. And this defense, as good as it is, it's no Legion of Boom. True. So I don't think they make a deep playoff run. I don't think Russ is that effective just because Corlin Sutton tore his ACL, then he comes back, has like a solid year, nothing crazy. Jerry Judy hasn't shown it yet. They're just hoping Russ can bring it out of them, and that's what he's done. He's made DK Metcalf, Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett into these good wide receivers. The thing is with me is that, is it the same Russ? Yeah. That's just I the hope. big thing with me because he's coming off this injury, he's getting old, and... I, I, I don't see a world where the Broncos win this stacked AFC West division. I think they can win it, and I think that Russell Wilson just matching up against these quarterbacks have enough ex experience where he knows what it takes to win regular season games, and he knows what it takes to win divisions. So I think Russell Wilson can do it if he stays healthy. Yeah. Okay, well, that's the end of our episode. Uh, thank you for listening to Des Caught It. Thank you, Caleb, for coming on. Um, and thanks to Josh, the producer, and the Brooklyn Podcasting Studio, and we will see you guys next time.